Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you want a break from the ads? Not really. I like them. You like them? No. Well, if you're not a freak like Anna, you can join our Patreon for $5 a month and get so many exclusive things. Yes. Like ad-free episodes. Hell yeah. Exclusive voting power on, on one of the books we read a month. Democracy. Behind the scenes content. <gasps> and an exclusive secret Patreon, secret podcast. The secret podcast. Called Ask Anna and Austin. Yes. Where Anna and Austin, which is me and Anna over here, answer questions that you ask us, the patrons. Yes, ask us things, and, and we will give you the answers. <laughs> and we'll add Reddit questions because they're horrible in there. <laughs> I, yeah, truly. So go to our Patreon. It's in the description. Become a dear reader today. Get access to the content. And get our love and admiration forever. Hell yes. Also, fuel my coffee addiction. I'm a millennial. <laughs> This is an Encounter Co. podcast. Enjoy. Good morning and welcome back to Reading Isn't For Kids, a book club review show podcast. Where two grown adults read and review a children's chapter book and sometimes comics. It's my, oh, my name is Austin. <laughs> my name's Anna. And uh, today we read uh, another one of the Fear Street books. Number six. Number six. I can't keep track of numbers, so thanks for that. Um, the Sleepwalker. From 1990. Hell yeah. Did you know that the sale of this book without its cover is unauthorized? If you purchase this book without a cover, you should be aware that it was reported to the publisher as unsold and destroyed. Neither the author nor the publisher has received payment for the sale of this stripped book. Oh, well, boo fucking who? Yes. Ours has a cover. I've never so, seen one of those like that. So. R.L. Stein got his coin. Yeah. 43 years ago. <laughs> Amen. What are your um? What is your uh, initial thoughts on this book? Okay, my initial thoughts. Uh, I remember reading this one and really enjoying it. And I remember before going into the book, I remember there being like obviously like dream sequences, and I remember the lake. And I remember something being up with the lake, and that was all I remembered. So this, so yeah, the cover looks super dramatic, and it's giving me hope we might get some ghosts or something in this series. That's what I wrote. Hell yeah! And the tagline is "She isn't 
safe even in her dreams. Which is true of every woman, so I don't know That's why. That's fucking true, yeah. I guess Stein was a little based for this, so. Uh, Maybe uh, it was a threat. Maybe it was a threat. You don't know. I mean, it was. But look on the cover, that was the... I don't know, man. Anyway, the book starts out with a a prologue. And it describes a young woman named Myra. That's how you say it, right? That's how, I think that's how so. I was saying it in my head. That's how I was saying it also in my head, but it's spelled M-A-Y-R-A. So I guess it could be Mayra, but Yeah, but that's Myra. stupid. So. Yeah. Uh, she's outside in the middle of the night and just like walking, and then she wakes up. She's like, it's darker out here than it was in my room. Yeah. And then she realizes she's outside, and she wasn't, and she was awake, and she wasn't dreaming. And then it's like, one week earlier and it goes to chapter one. Hell yeah so um it starts with myra and her little sister kim who kim is so fucking annoying yes kim was awful the whole time truly like for what like to have was, the annoying sibling trope she was 10 years old too she shouldn't have been acting like that uh, anyway, they're eating breakfast and complaining about how gross scrambled eggs are. Who doesn't like scrambled eggs? I don't. I Sometimes a scrambled egg looks and tastes too much like an egg, and it makes me sick. I don't know, man. What are eggs supposed to taste like? N- not over eggy. I don't know. I can't explain it to you. I thought you were American. My- Myra <laughs> and Kim are... Uh, fuck. It's it's late, <laughs> and, and I have not been sleeping. Hey man, are you Maya? Are I you w- Maya in this situation? Wish I was Maya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we we find out that their father has run out on them and isn't even paying child support, and their nurse mother is struggling. Nurse Nancy, they call her Nurse Nancy. <laughs> Dude, they keep bringing up their dad, and it's never addressed in, like, a proper way. Yeah. Like, their dad just left. Maybe Kim's the reason why he left. Kim would be the reason why he left. <laughs> um. Also, I noticed this. I don't know if you did, but Stein writes, like, two or three times about Mrs. Barnes. We never get her first name. Mrs. Barnes adjusts her white stockings or they're crooked. He writes it like two or three times in this chapter. Yeah. It's like a weird like fetish thing he's accidentally writing into here. (laughs) What do you you think? And then... uh, What do you think about this? You know what? At one point she spills some coffee on her shirt and then like she like you know rinses her uniform off in the sink and... Uh, she said, like, the the breast of her shirt was wet. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> She's right. also wearing a white nurse's uniform. Have the, haven't nurse's uniforms been, like, scrubs, scrubs since, like, the 80s? I'm pretty sure, yeah. So is her mom just a stripper? Which is totally fine. Her mom? No, her mom is confirmed a nurse. She works at the hospital. <laughs> I know, but, like, isn't it, like, isn't, like, that's, like, 1950s outfit, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. But she, 
but Kim's go. We learn that Kim's going to day camp, and Myra has gotten a job with Mrs. Cutter or Cutler. I can't even remember. It's like Cutler or Cutler. Whatever for five dollars an hour. And her mom's like, "Yeah, just to clean up, make her lunch, and fucking read to her." And I'm like, "For five dollars an hour, you're gonna do all of that." In 1990, though. I did. I just did the inflation for so you finally watched. For a 1993 movie. And it was about... So it would be about $10 an hour today. Which is good for... Like you're just going over there for a I guess and if it's not taxed or anything. Yeah. She's just paying you cash. <laughs> um, but her, her mom's like, Oh yeah, like that's really good money and we could use the money. Um, felt that. <laughs> Been so, there, Myra. <laughs> she's like, you can use that money to buy yourself new clothes. And she also implies that her mom also needs some of the money, too. Yes. Like, her mom never says it, but it's implied, and that's exactly how well, moms do. At, at one point, she said, we really need the money. Not yeah. just like, oh, you could use the money. It's like, she's like, no, we as a family need need the money. Yeah, that's how how they phrase it, so they can, they can pretend it didn't happen 10, 15 years later. <laughs> We're not diving into that one. I really related to this character almost this whole book. I liked the main character. Yeah, she wasn't fucking annoying. She she wasn't stupid. She wasn't really that. She was like teenager stupid, not like dangerous stupid. It seemed like she was anxious, stupid. Like she worked herself up, which I also get stupid. Which I also like relate to. Um, Like I'm really smart though, so it's kind of hard, but. She's her mom's like, yeah, Mrs. Cotler's. I'm gonna say Mrs. Cotter because I thought it was Mrs. Cotter the whole book. Okay, that's so, whatever. Or Mrs. C. Her her name's Lucy, but we don't learn that until later. Um, Mrs. C hated Mrs. Barnes for some reason. It's never it's never explained. Yeah, it's never explained. She was like <laughs> at the hospital, like convinced that she was trying to kill her, like the whole time, and like she like reported her to like the nurses boss and like all this stuff and she's like I didn't do any of that and I don't understand what that was about and it's never brought up like, genuinely never brought up like Myra brings it up like oh she must she does know my mom at some random point yeah so like I don't I, I and it's not like Mrs. Kotler has like dementia or anything she's not like yeah maybe she was just I don't know. She was just like maybe she was just like having a bad day, having a bad day, or like. I mean, Mrs. Barnes is sarcastic. Like she is sarcastic a couple times in this book, so mm-hmm. maybe she took that the wrong way. Maybe. But it's like I'm not. We're not being silly. Like I was the whole book. I was waiting for it to be explained. Like, right. Like maybe she like did try. Like her mom is a killer. You know what I mean? Maybe. And like, her mom like, killed their dad. Like that's why her dad. That would have been a way better, and that would have been a really interesting fact to be in here, and to just not be addressed at all. Um, or like, <laughs> people can get kind of crazy when they're in a lot of pain, and like, be, or like, you know, she could have had like some sort of psychosis or something in the hospital. You know, you know, I don't know. It's, Mrs. It's Barnes literally... acts like it's insane that it happened, though, so that's why. I'm like, what could it have been? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and it's it's weird too. Like, why even, why even add that? I don't know. 
uh, and then Myra's freaking out now because she's like, "Oh my god, she's gonna make me like scrub the floors also, with a toothbrush." Cause she's yeah, a why? Person. First off, why would she tell her that? I don't know. A lot of her like circle just tells her things they shouldn't. Yeah. With someone who struggles with, she kind of sounds like she has OCD a couple times. Someone who struggles with that, you don't just tell people with that mental illness things that you don't need to tell them. Like, I know it's silly to be like, but I want to tell them everything. It's like, do you really need to tell me some, like, fake made-up story you made that's just going to make me panic for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it. Because she's like, Mom, why would you even say that? <laughs> and I'm like, word. She should have said that to begin with. Yeah. Um. Anyway... Mrs. Cotler lives on Fear Street next to Fear Street Lake, which is next to Fear Street Forest, which is behind the Fear Street Combination Pizza and Taco Bell. That was a lot of... That's a lot of words. That's literally a sentence in the book. Too bad I'm not reading them. <laughs> Her mother also mentions that Myra has an overactive imagination. You get a fucking anxiety. Like, she's anxious. She's also... Most of the things she was overreacting about... Like a good a good chunk of them were not overreactions. Yes, dude, this girl is gaslit so many times in this book. It is spectacularly insane. <laughs> this poor girl. Yeah. But yeah, also they describe Fear Street in this. They describe it as being murky. I mean, the Fear Fear Street Lake. Yeah. As, it was not murky in two books ago. It was as clear as like. As day, remember? Yeah. I don't know, man. What the fuck? Dude, it was two books ago. It was less than a year ago that he wrote that other book. Is that's that's weird, right? That's because it's not Stein. He's, he's not writing all of these. There's no way. There's fucking no way. Yeah, because like in the um in the one where they go camping, uh and they have to cross the Fear Street Lake. It's like they said it's, like, eerily clear. Yeah, I mean, it's just a freshwater lake. Yeah. But, like, they're like, yeah, they like didn't even see animals in it, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? That was a good detail of the lake. It made it scary. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, it's murky now. <laughs> Maybe it rained a lot. I don't know. <laughs> You're giving him too much credit. <laughs> 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 so, anyway... <sighs> Maya's been working with uh, Mrs. Cutler for a while, and uh, they're, I mean, they're getting along great, and Mrs. Cutler, like, compl- is gassing her up always. Yeah, she's like, she's like, she's like, oh, I just love, like, taking walks with you, it's so, like, refreshing and awesome, and she's like, and the lunches you make are just, they're so delicious, and she's like, it's just soup and sandwiches, and she's like, oh, no, but, like, sometimes the simple things are just, like, better than anything complex it felt like she was like she more appreciates that someone is helping her more than mm-hmm. like the it's not the food really mm-hmm. and then she's like she's like oh like you know you're such a fantastic reader yeah and and while this is happening myra thinks she sees a person in the lake it's never brought up again but she mentions it. I wrote it down because I thought it was going to be a point. Yeah. And it is, in fact, not a point. <laughs> she does not see someone in the lake. No, she does not. And it doesn't describe what they look like. Just she sees someone in the lake. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm crazy. It's just my imagination. And I'm like, girl, 
you got to tell people you're seeing things. As someone who saw spiders for eight years of his life and thought that was normal, you need to tell people you see things. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you've ever, like, it's not fun. That's not a fun conversation to have with people. Because the second you're like, hey, like, I am definitely seeing things. People are like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, you do it to the right person. Like, I feel like if she said that to her mom, her mom might actually listen. I don't know. I mean, her mom did listen. She said, do you need to see a psychiatrist? <laughs> like, the second that she brought up, like, hey, I'm ha- I'm having this issue. She's like, do you need to see a psychiatrist? Like, do you need help? <laughs> and then a- after that, they're back at the house. And she describes Mrs. Cutler as being more of a 90s witch. Like, the the like coal black hair smooth black skin dark red lips little trinkets everywhere yeah little like taxidermied animals and yeah trinkets <laughs> just <laughs> the, like random like, knickknacks like, like a, it was like a pieces of paper in a petrified paper inside of a bottle <laughs> hey man and she has a black cat named hazel which pissed me off you name your black cat the brown color Hey man, <laughs> maybe Hazel like witch Hazel. That do you think he thought of that? <laughs> do you think Stein thought of that <laughs> when he was when he named the cat that? Probably not. We get another like another fun fact about Mrs. Collar. Do you want to tell him the fun fact we learn on her next walk with her? That again never comes up again. Yeah, it's literally never mentioned again. She's like. Oh, I love getting outside. And she's like, oh, the lake. My son drowned in this lake. <laughs> it reminds me of him. It reminds me of him. But I sure do love walking here. I'm like, what the fuck? He was three years old and I wasn't paying good enough attention to him. <laughs> God damn it, She's dude. like, I wasn't fast enough. And like, it's it, okay. She does mention it again at some point, but it's just like her being a sad old lady that Myra ignores. <laughs> it's not like a plot point it's not yeah why kid why do that i don't know why make you why make sad little it's lady like we have this dead it's kid? like it's almost like they're red herrings but they're not like strong enough red herrings that they're just like i don't know a little faded pink herring <laughs> faded pink herring was my name in college Shut up. <laughs> uh <laughs> Then there was another thing that happened when they got back inside because she's cold. Yes, she's cold. So she goes looking through uh, Mrs. Uh, Cotler's um, drawers to get her a sweater. And first of all, the cat is like following uh, Myra around, like uncomfortable that she's looking through her stuff. And she opens up the drawer and finds just the drawers full of black candles. Yeah. And she's like, that's weird. Why are there so many black candles in this drawer? And the cat's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what's what is what is happening? What's this cat? Like, put cats like this the whole book. Yeah. The cat is the cat fucking supernatural. And she's like, okay, and she puts the candle back, and then she finds a sweater. Mrs. C doesn't tell her where the sweaters are, and she says that she has two dressers upstairs. Yes, she said it was in the bottom drawer of one of the dressers. It, in fact, was not in the bottom drawer of one of the dressers. It was in the second drawer of one of the dressers. Yes. 
I do not know how moths keep getting in here and it's driving me crazy. Guys, I hate moths. I don't know if you guys knew this. Moth what do they do for the environment besides be fucking annoying? Eat your clothes. I've never seen them do that either. Look at how stupid they are. That's what mothballs are for. I'm so fucking pissed. Because they're like, they run into me. I mean, they're pollinators also, I'm pretty sure. I wish they'd pollinate death. Okay. <laughs> also, the cat fucking punches her. The cat punches her at one point. <laughs> punches her so hard that her necklace explodes. The cat swiped at her. Like, clawed at her. No, the cat formed a fist. <laughs> formed a little kitty cat fist. And went, you're a bitch! And punched her. And her fucking beads go flying everywhere. Because her boyfriend Walker made those, got those for her. Yeah. Do you think that was foreshadowing? For what? For the beads. Ooh, fuck. Hello. That's what I'm saying. He wanted to join the party. Well, I hope he dies and I hope his family dies with him. Uh, I'm talking about a moth, by the way. (laughs) Just screaming. Do you ever feel like butterflies are like birds and moths are like bats? No, because I like bats. I also like bats. I also like moths. All right. And butterflies. All right. Well, fucking hate birds. <laughs> birds do more for than the environment than moths do. Get fucked, birds. <laughs> God, but yeah, Hazel just keeps hissing at her and just like judging her like this whole time. And this girl was not snooping, but the cat's acting like she is. Like she's right. literally looking for the sweater. Yes. And it makes her gaslight herself to think that she was snooping. She's like, she's like, oh, I feel really bad that I opened the wrong drawer. Mrs. Cotler obviously doesn't give a shit that she that she saw those. Right. I mean, it is weird to have a dresser drawer full of black candles. That's so many black candles. Also, why are they in your dresser, babes? Just chilling in there? Never explained either. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it, I, I mean, it is explained, but, but not like, that. Not that. Yeah, just because you're the. Okay. Yeah, we're we're jumping too far ahead. <laughs> Walkman mentioned, <laughs> Walkman time. Yeah, she. I home. tried to Google the song she's listening to. It doesn't exist. There's a song that it does have those lyrics, but it's from 2003. Nice. <laughs> so there's no way it was that. Because <laughs> the lyrics are "Let's go, let's go again." Those are the lyrics that she's singing as she's walking. And we get... And this is... Dude, this is where she starts talking about buying new clothes. And, like, how she always feels guilty about it, about buying things for herself. That is peak poor trauma. Yeah. I have never felt more seen from a 1990s teen horror novel before. Because <laughs> I'm still like that. Yeah. Still, I like, and we don't need to be like that. But I'm so like that. And I then I went on a rant here. Oh, so. I see that about how her her deadbeat dad <laughs> doesn't pay child support. <laughs> anyway, so she's walking, <laughs> but she gets spooked by the worst character in the whole book. Even she's even more worse than the actual villain of this book. I fucking hated this character. I also really did not like this character. So then she's spooked by Link, her ex-boyfriend. Who I imagine to look like a, like a 90s boy band. He's tan, 
He's fit. He's got curly dark hair. He's conceited. He's superficial. And he keeps grabbing her. Yes. And begging her to talk to him. It's never said why they broke up. She said that she couldn't, like, they just weren't a good fit. And Probably because he's insane. Well, at this point, uh, she mentioned, she's like, he is really good looking, but part of the problem is that he knows he's good looking. Which is true. Yes. Like, Christina knows she's a fucking solid 10, and I have to, yeah. like, I have to, like, hold myself from leaving her every day. Do I know that? You should know that. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I wish I was that water bottle you're about to drink. Shut up. <laughs> I wish you would cut me open and drink my blood. <laughs> gonna spit it? You gonna spit the water? No. That's right. <laughs> and then as dude he calls she he calls her new boyfriend a dweeb. I mean he's right. It comes to the turn that he is a fucking dweeb. I mean, immediately I know he's a fucking dweeb. He's a fucking dweeb. <laughs> but then he says some serial killer shit. Yeah, he walks away and he's like, you're going to be sorry. You're going to regret it. And then screams it. Excuse me? And hey, man. She's not, like, freaked out by this either. She's just like, ah, that link. Oh, that link, he is just not for me. And I'm like, dude, he wants to wear your skin. <laughs> and then we, so then it kind of jumps. We get some more scenes with her and Mrs. Cutter that don't really matter. But she then starts talking about Walker. And we learn that he's a blonde, cute boy who's also a magician who believes in tele- telepathy. Fucking dweeb. What a fucking drop. Fucking dweeb. He sucks. I said, this was before I, you know. I said, I mean, hell yeah, queen. Women have also always loved me how much of a loser I was too. (laughs) (laughs) And then the scene we get, her like, Mrs. Cutler's like insane neighbor named Kleeg. Yeah, she's like, oh, hello, Mr. Clean. And he's like, my name's not Mr. Clean. It's Kleeg. It's Kleeg. Also, your peach tree keeps dropping peaches into my yard. Keeps dropping delicious peaches into my yard. Could you make it stop? He's like, stop it. I can't walk. I can't mow. I can't do anything in my yard because of these peaches. I'm going to cut your peach tree down. And she's like, no, you're not. Like, you're fucking not going to do that. She's like, go home and, like, calm down. Like, get over yourself. And if you keep acting this way, you're going to end up hurting yourself. Yes. Because he was, like, sweating and beat red and, like, looked like he was on the verge of a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) He, like, wipes himself off with a handkerchief and, like, storms away. He drops the handkerchief. Drops the handkerchief. And And, uh, then she's like... Also doesn't explain why. No, well, she, yeah. It's hers now. She likes stinky, stinky, sweaty man handkerchief. (laughs) And (laughs) this is actually like a role-playing they do together. (laughs) Like, she's actually fucking Mr. Clean. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then later, she's like, I'm going to go take a nap. And then she she goes upstairs. She's like, oh, she forgot her cane. So she brings her cane up to her. And she's like laying bored stiff on the bed. 
in a trance. Yeah. Again, never explained. <laughs> Cat's freaking out again, though. Yeah, the cat is, like, swiping at her and, like, hissing. Like, trying to prevent her from coming upstairs. What the fuck? Um, then the next day, we're, we're at Friday now. Her boyfriend's coming back on Sunday. Yes. That is kind of important, not really. Um, dude, this, the main character of this book is so, is honestly so horny. Yeah. Like. I mean. I'm not judging. I'm just like, we have not had this horny of a character before. And it, and then I was like, oh, this seems normal. And then I realized it was written by like a 40 year old man. (laughs) And I'm like, does he know? (laughs) Did he do any research for this? No. Also, this fucker described clothes too much. Yeah, exact. That was a point I was gonna bring up, is that he like obsesses over like he describes, like down to the fucking socks, what these characters are wearing. Sometimes that's all he describes of characters too is what they're wearing. He does it in Goosebumps too. He'll just describe like, oh, Tommy was wearing a striped shirt, blue jeans, Converse with yellow sock. Like, yeah, people can have other characteristics than their clothing. Wrong. <laughs> uh, but we get to meet Donna. Yes, Donna is her bestie. How'd you feel about Donna? I mean, Donna was all right. Donna was fine. Um, she's kind of like is she kind of remind me of that like mean Tom girl. Mm, mm-hmm. So I would have been in love with her in high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's like, I think Mrs. Mrs. C is a witch, and that she's probably casting spells on me. And Donna's like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're insane. You shouldn't be thinking that. S- spells aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, her and Donna are like open, like bluntly honest with each other. And like they just don't get like offended when they're honest with each other. That's just their relationship, their dynamic. So Donna will be, just be like, that's fucking stupid. She's like, she'll be like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And Myra will just be like, I don't think it's stupid. And Donna's like, no, you're for real stupid. And then they're like, ha. <laughs> We're so honest with each other. <laughs> 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 um, and then it, it, we go back to Mrs. Mrs. C's house and Mr. Clean's being loaded into a, into a fucking ambulance. ambulance. And <laughs> Mrs. C's happy about it. <laughs> I mean, fuck yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm, I if you've ever had a fucking shitty neighbor, you get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she knows exactly what happened. She's like, oh, yeah, she, he broke his hip because he fell. Yep. He was probably too angry or something. And I was like... <laughs> he slipped on the peaches he was bitching about <laughs> at 2 a.m. Because he was going out there screaming at the peaches. <laughs> I heard another one fall. I heard another peach. I don't like peaches. I prefer nectarines. I can smell them. I can smell them peaches. <laughs> what just happened? Dude, there's so many moths in this room. I think it's the same moth. I think he's just... That's think, a bigger moth. I think he's just... Uh, he's having a good time in there. Is he? He's tilt-a-whirling. Woo-woo. <laughs> that looks like fucking fun. If, if only I could be a little stupid moth and just... Whack Dude, my remember, head you know on those moths that they're fucking you could like blow into them and their and te- their fucking giant penises come out. 
That's vile. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> that was disgusting. He was there's like dead bugs in there and it was like flying into them. Imagine just like seeing a corpse pile of humans and sprinting in a circle around them and splashing all the organs on you. That's what he just did. That was fu- and he was doing it hard enough that we could hear it. Did you stop talking about the moth? It's so fucking funny. <laughs> and then Donna jokes about Myra's boyfriend being a weird little guy. Yeah. And that Stephanie, Link's sister, used to be really into witchcraft. Yeah. And Stephanie looks just like Link. Yes. Except woman. And a couple years younger. Older. I thought she was younger. No, she's older, but she looks up to Link still because she's woman. Yeah, she, like, makes a point of saying that. Like, she's actually, like, a year older than him, but she, like, acts like he's the older brother. But she's like, you should definitely talk to Stephanie again, because I'm, and, uh... She's mad at you for breaking up with Link. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And she's like, well, she could have called me, so I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, don't fucking stoop to that. (laughs) If, If someone broke up with your brother, would you hate them? No. I would say congratulations. You'd fucking made it out. (laughs) (laughs) finally we get to meet walker he's a fucking dweeb dude yeah he is like he is like such a goddamn awkward person he shakes her hand when she shows up she he like shakes her hand yeah (laughs) she doesn't even really like describe him as cute she's just like he's tall he's got big hands and I like he that he's blonde. shy. And he blushes a lot. <laughs> and he spaces off all the time. He doesn't listen to me and doesn't care about my opinions. <laughs> he and doesn't he, look me in the eyes. During, she like, then he starts showing her a bunch of card tricks. And this woman sits through three card tricks before being like, can we go get pizza? And he's like, pizza? I don't know that card trick. He's like, no, I'm hungry. And he's like, oh. I'm like, excuse me? And then on the way to the pizza place, he, uh, he like, is apologizing to her for getting her home so late on their last date. Mm-hmm. And as he's apologizing, she's monologuing about how she wished he would have gone farther when they kissed. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry, by the way, the last time. He's like, uh, and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, you don't remember? Yeah. He's like, I took you home super late. Like, sorry. I did not catch that. I thought he was just being a dork. I didn't catch the foreshadowing that that was. So that means it probably wasn't very good foreshadowing. No. (laughs) Uh, I did like this book. This is my favorite one we've read of these books. I mean, it's very good. It's just that... The men in this book suck. They do. <laughs> and they don't always suck. A lot of men... Like, Corey was great. Yeah. Corey's been great in every book. He's been in, like, two or three books. Great. That one girl that has seven jobs. Great. <laughs> I like Suki, too. But Suki gets so much hate. Suki does get a lot of hate. There's more Suki hate in this book. Which we'll get to that. Because Link tries to call her again. And her mom's like, I just told him you weren't home. And she's like, how could you do that? She's like, what did you want me to say? She's like, you weren't home. 
And then that night she has another dream where she's walking on water. And like there's like gusts of wind. And then she has the feeling of being watched as she's walking. Yes. And it's Fear Street. It's the Fear Street Lake, as she's describing. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up in her front lawn again. And now we're at the prologue. Yes. That was all leading up to the prologue. Yes. Well, and she's like, oh, that was scary. She's like, I'm very scared. You should be. <laughs> she got through three doors. Yeah. That's a lot. That's very intense sleepwalking. That's also in two flights of stairs. I mean, the second flight was stoop size, but. Yeah. Have you ever walked down the stairs with your eyes closed? It's so fucking hard and scary. Yeah. That, that intense sleepwalking. And uh, then we're at the net and she's like, she decides to tell Mrs. Cotter about her sleepwalking, but decides not to because that would make too much sense. <laughs> and we find out later she should have said something to her about it. Yes. And I and I said, I said this. This is my this is this is my by prescription. Your Lexapro <laughs> for thoughts. Hey, I drink. Hey, I drink. <laughs> <laughs> I drink. I drink game groupies. <laughs> That's my Lexapro. That's piss. That's piss. Yummy. <laughs> Remember when we barked? <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the time we barked and now I can't stop thinking about Didn't it. Didn't we? That episode's been downloaded a lot too. <laughs> the fans love it. Dude, that was so good. If you liked us barking, that was so If you liked us barking post and the reading isn't for kids episode chat. That was pure unscripted. We did not. That we were just on the same wavelength. Same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, I want you to type same wavelength in, <laughs> in, the, in the Riff K episode chat and tag me and Christiana. No other context. <laughs> Dude, we can't keep doing this shit so late. I'm, I'm feeling... <laughs> we're not even halfway through the book yet. This book, so much happens. And like 40% of it was unnecessary. <laughs> but like, we have to explain it. Because like... He does so many red herrings for no reason. He had a good story. He didn't have to give so many red herrings. Didn't have to bog it down, dude. He probably had a page count to hit. Like right here. I said, I, be- I, said, I bet it is Stephanie and Link putting a witch spell on her ass. That's what I wrote. <laughs> and then on her way. Again, something that doesn't this is unnecessary and weird. She sees two children playing in the Fear Street Cemetery. But then they disappear. And it's, again, it's never never brought up. And then immediately a giant buff man starts chasing her. <laughs> yeah, she, like, is going to go, like, run and yell after the kids. And she's like, I don't even know what to say. She's like, I mean, they're just playing. But, like, don't they know how dangerous it is out here? And then I a mean, man... It is dangerous to play in a graveyard. You couldn't fall and hit your head. Shit, yeah. yeah. And the guy's, like, yelling at her. If a grown man that he's a bodybuilder, they described as a bodybuilder. Yeah, he's like almost seven feet tall and like a wide ass neck and and just running and screaming at a young seventeen year old girl. Of course she runs. And like he's please run visibly red and angry. And she has no idea why, why she has no idea why. 
And also, I called him neck guy for most of the book because they keep describing his neck being super thick. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets on the bus and she's like, oh, well, just another day. And I'm like, honey, tell someone. <laughs> Buff men shouldn't be chasing you. Yeah. But this book does a really good job of her and not so much right now but her not being able to tell what she's like she's having she feels like she's having a break from reality like she cannot tell um what is real that she's seeing and what is not but like a majority of the stuff is real but she is just gaslighting herself into saying like being like Maybe I'm just sleepwalking still. She, yeah, I mean, it's it's a textbook way that you cope with seeing weird shit. You just convince yourself it didn't happen. And I mean, like, at here I was like, okay, so either magic's real, and I'm going to really love this book, <laughs> or this woman is, like, dealing with some trauma that she is suppressing. Because the only reason you see spiders... <laughs> And strange children in a cemetery. It's because your brain is trying to actively tell you something that you're repressing. Yes. And then, like, she's like, she she's at the mall because that was her whole goal. She's going to the mall to get paint for her mom or something, right? Yeah. And she gets there and she sees Walker and Suki Thomas sitting at the pizza place. Yeah. Holding hands. Mm-hmm. And, and then she like. <laughs> barges in there she says the trashiest girl in school yeah this girl has not done anything trashy no look <laughs> what she is a punk rock haircut she's punk and and actively actively like goes after boys that all of the girls in this book have been talking about wanting to fuck them yeah is that what it's is that just she's a just metaphor? living your dream and you're mad about it yeah if you were in the same position wouldn't you wouldn't you be Suki Thomas? And I mean, and Suki Thomas also has a bad taste in men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think she cares that much. I, I don't know. I just think Suki is very... She seems very... We haven't got a book with Suki yet, like, as the main character. Mm -hmm. But I bet she describes herself as being, like, a hopeless romantic. I don't think it's, like, a sexual thing. I think it's, like, maybe her parents aren't nice to her. So You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's just, like, she wants to be... She has so much love to give and nowhere to give it. Because every time we see Suki, she's not, like, really, like, doing naughty things with people. She's just, like, hugging them or, like, talking to them passionately. You know what I mean? And, like, and it's not like she's even, like, bitter towards the other women in the book. She's so nice to all of the other women in the book. <laughs> it always makes the other women mad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this chick isn't even a pick-me. I get why you'd be mad if she was a pick-me, but she's, she's not. She's just a punk chick who, like, knows what she wants. And again, we could get a book with her and it could totally, we could totally eat our words later. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think in this book, Suki is being kind of shitty. Sure. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to spoil the whole book. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and when she's like, why are you holding your hands? And Walker's like, I was showing her a coin trick. And Suki's like, yeah. And I mean, like, it got me. I believed it because this guy has only been clueless up until now. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, he's like, 
do you want to like sit down and have pizza? And she's like, she's like, no. And then she does anyway. And she does anyway. And then she like starts trauma dumping on all of these people. And then is like, oh, I got to go buy paint and just runs away. Yeah. And they're like, okay, bye. And then they're eating poor family dinner. Poor family dinner. Beef mac, beef and mac and cheese. Grab oh. beef, mac and cheese. Did you have that growing up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you add taco seasoning into it. Uh, no, we didn't do that, but that would be good. Yes. Uh, we would also do hot dogs with mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Hot dog and mac and cheese. Classic. mac and cheese and tuna. Some tuna, cas- tuna casserole mac and cheese. Some peas in it. That would just be for the regular tuna casserole. With like the cream mushroom soup, mm-hmm. you, cr- you crackle some some lace chips on top of that and bake it. Looking for a new D and D podcast? Well, look no further. The Encounter Table is a D and D five E comedy podcast about four unfortunate teens taken by an evil dark wizard and thrown into his own sick and twisted game of Dungeons and Dragons. New episodes come out every other Wednesday. But that's enough of me, though. Let's meet the cast and characters. Jordan Make as Clarissa Coldshore. I think we should do a team vote. Who thinks we should go get potions? Raise your hand, verbally. Verbally, raise your hand. <laughs> Luke Godfrey as Scott Travis. Yeah, be scared, bitch! Fuck, my voice just cracked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. America's DM, Mike Galato. Dex is like petting who just fucking shit their pants I swear guys I, I, I <laughs> who was that I, I need to I need to run off real quick I'll be right back <laughs> no way yeah. did Otto actually just shit himself on himself. record <laughs> Jola Joyce is Preston Adeline I feel like I could die <laughs> <laughs> and myself Brandon Hall as Dex Turner we'll see you soon over at the encounter table this one goes out to my stepson. Uh, we've been in the same vagina under different circumstances. So uh, here it goes. She gaslights herself a lot. There's the train. Sixth member of Dispersed Audio. Here we go. Woot woot. Um, then she appears to have told her mom about her sleepwalking incident and her mother. And she assumes her mom isn't taking her seriously because her mom seems to cope with trauma through joking. And and she really is taking her serious, but she's like kind of like trying to laugh along. Probably so like the sinking weight of like being a struggling nurse mom of two children who one is like having obviously uh uh some issues that is like could be from her she doesn't know yeah you know? she has no idea what's going on and the and, other uh, one that's just a fucking brat Which, and she's like do you want to go see a, a psychiatrist and she's like you send me to a shrink because you think i'm crazy and i was like damn myra chill I was like, I, my parents would have never even listened to me about this. I actually was sleepwalking at some point, and they just were like, okay. 
I'm like, what do you mean okay? <laughs> That's not normal. No one, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And I was like, offer to help. They wouldn't have offered. To, they would have been like, if we take you to a psychiatrist, people are going to say things. I'm like, people are already saying things. <laughs> people are saying things because I haven't seen a psychiatrist. <laughs> and then there's a knock on the door, and guess who it is? Stephanie. Stephanie. And, dude, I fucking also hated this character. A fucking bitch. What a toxic fucking rich bitch. She was like, oh, hey. What's up? And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, you literally haven't talked to me in so long. She's like, yeah, well, I'm busy. Yeah, and you, like, fucking ruined my brother's life. How could you do that? You're a piece of shit. I can't believe you broke up with him. It's all your fault. He's a mess. And she's like... It's not my fault your brother can't handle his own fucking emotions. And I went, you're right, Myra. Yeah. you're not. It's not your pro- your problem to deal with another man's emotion, especially another man that you're not even dating. And uh, she's like, she's like, did, did Link send you over here? And Stephanie's like, no. I came over here because you need to get your shit together. She's like, by the way, I stole your scarf. And I'm still wearing it. Why? And she's like, this girl has like a hundred scarves. She's rich. Mm-hmm. And I wrote here. <laughs> and I was like, unless this chick actually did something to him, this is ridiculous pick me behavior. <laughs> Preppy rich ass bitch. <laughs> also, I, I, I do appreciate how Stein writes almost every rich character to be a piece of shit. The only one that hasn't been was that Peter guy. Yeah. And that was because his parents actually make him like work and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah uh stephanie then leaves and myra's like she's like you'll be sorry that's what that's what stephanie says to her and then she takes myra's scarf again <laughs> after she, she she said fine you can have it back and then took it again as she was leaving and then it cuts to like a few days later and walker shows up at her house and convinces her to sit down and talk and he's like kind of being forceful with her and she likes that she likes it when he's forced being forcefully with her like speaking forcefully yes and i only say that because i just i just we stay on a bottom with daddy issues okay i get it and she's also like spacing off thinking about this not listening to what he's saying <laughs> walker's like pressing her about the sleepwalking issue and she like, all she can think about is fucking this dude that is all like she's like i'm i'm we were home alone he didn't even try anything and i'm like honey you have you need to worry about something chill the fuck out (laughs) you have so much bigger problems right now girl (laughs) problems you don't even know yet you don't need to be fucking with this white boy right now (laughs) these white men are dangerous i I think i wrote that at some point that these white men are dangerous (laughs) 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 and as uh, at Mrs. Cutler's, Myra lets herself in and goes up to her bedroom because, and then she sees a melted candle and her necklace beads next to them. And Mrs. Col- Cutler was in the shower. Yes. And she's like, she cast a sleepwalking spell <laughs> on me <laughs> with my beads. And then I wrote, which one of these goth women is cursing my girl? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and then Link is there again when she leaves. Yeah. 
He's like, he's like, hey, and like runs up to her, and she's like, oh my god, it's the it's the man, and she's like, oh no, it's just Link. He's like, hey, you want to ride in my truck? It, it, and like leaves his car running in the middle of the street, door open. I'm telling you, this dude, he's insane. Dude, yeah. what the fuck? And then Peter, Peter, Pete Goodwin's mentioned. Yeah. He's using characters he's already mentioned before. I'm, imp- I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. He only added four new characters in this book. <laughs> <laughs> and then that guy uh, from earlier showed up at her house while Donna was waiting for Myra. Yes, the neck guy. Yeah. And then Myra confesses her theory to Donna. And Donna's again like, you're insane. Yeah. And then we get a filler anime episode of them at at the lake. They go to like her uncle's lake house. And her mom's like, oh, yeah, let's just, like, go to Lake House. And, like, she's like, ditch Walker tonight. And, like, let's just go. She's you like, can bring Donna. She's just, like, oh, I really wanted to hang out with Walker. And your mom's like, you need some, like, You need space. some girl time. Yeah. And so they go to the lake. And she's, like, bummed the whole time. She's and like, she's like, I just can't stop thinking about Walker. And I'm going gonna to watch Donna play with my annoying sister. Who we haven't talked about what the sister's been doing. Um, she is consistently making fun of um her sister's psychotic break. Um yeah. like walking around like a mummy being like, I'm Myra, I'm sleepwalking. Yeah. And like calling her like she'll just call her stupid. This look could just not Myra just should just fucking uppercut her. her. Just uppercut her once. Yeah. <laughs> And then she th- uh, she throws a car. We've already talked. To, we talked. We've already talked more about this chapter than we should have. But she throws a Donna throw some fucking kid throws a car a in a lake. Ass kid throws a car in a lake and she screams. Yeah, and doesn't understand why she's screaming. And her parents are like, or her mom's like, whoa. It doesn't make sense until fucking a hundred pages later. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try and speed run a little bit of this. Okay. Okay, go for it. Donna borrows the car to go to a dentist appointment. Myra goes to work. At work, she learns Mrs. Cutler is going to see her sick sister for a few days, and she needs to take care of the house while she's gone. When she returns home, her mom tells her that Donna got into a car accident on her way to the orthodontist. And then she talks to Donna and realizes that there was a red truck that crashed in, crashed into her and like knocked her off the road. And she's like, that must be Link's truck. And I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> Link's fucking insane. Because we didn't mention when he was taking her home, Link was trying to like get her her to go to make out point, and she's yeah. like, "No," and he like gets so mad. I thought he was gonna hit her. Yeah, he like genuinely gets like furious. First off, I was pissed she got in the car with him. Yeah, he's like, "But it's raining." That's how you get murdered. <laughs> and then she's like, "Okay, well, I I need to." I need to go get Walker and tell him. And she tells Walker, and Walker's like, oh, yeah, no, no. Mrs. Cutler's definitely putting a spell on you. We should go investigate their house. And, like, like I don't get what they're trying to say. Like, I, I thought, like, he's being weird or is he cheating? Like, I didn't know what they were trying to get here. Um, And, like, so they go over to the place, and in her desk they find a picture of Link and Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh... That the, that's her aunt, and I'm like, uh, okay, 
Um, I get so they're a family of witches. That's cool. And the cat's again being insane. And and uh, Meyer visits Donna at the hospital again, and then she's just jumping to conclusion after conclusion and saying that no, it's Stephanie now. And then she's like, "Oh, I must confront Stephanie." So she goes and confronts Stephanie, and just Myra straight up walks into her house, just barges into the house, and catches her doing a literal ritual on the. She's doing it literally an occult ritual, yes. ritual, ritual. She confronts Stephanie, and Stephanie denies all of it. And uh, then Myra's like, "No, you're wearing my scarf. You're using it for your ritual." And she's you're like. <laughs> And Stephanie, Stephanie's like, take your stupid fucking scarf. She's like, I literally just used it to tie up my hair. Take the scarf. And your eyes also look like Hazel. <laughs> she says that her eyes look like the cat's eyes. And then she then says she told her that she was her aunt and that when she offered her the job, you just probably don't remember it. And I'm like, is everyone in this woman's life gaslighting her? What, what, when one person, maybe her mom, that's not gaslighting her? Yeah. Her little sister is? Her friends are. Donna's doing it unknowingly, yeah. but she's doing it. I think, Donna, I think Donna is, she's not trying to, but she's being goofy and like a, that seems kind of like far-fetched and like, you shouldn't worry about it, haha, kind of way. <laughs> Which is like, not what you do when someone is being that delusional. And... Um, and and clearly she's she's jumping to these conclusions more and more because she's becoming more and more sleep deprived and she's kind of starting to like lose it because she's like refusing to sleep like she's in a fucking nightmare on elm street movie (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, stephanie says that walker and suki are dating now and everyone knows except you and she's like that's no (laughs) she's like that's not true i was just with him today and i'm like that doesn't mean anything and stephanie's (laughs) like She's like, they literally, like, go on pizza dates. Like, I saw them. And she's like, no, I saw them, too. And what about it? And she's like, okay, well, I... She's like, fine, then. She then has a dream, but this time she sees Walker in the, like, in the dream. Yes. And when she's walking, she wakes up in waist-deep in Fear Street Lake and just straight up begins begins drowning. Yeah. Well, I don't think she wakes up until her head is under the water. Yeah, because in the dream, she was just walking into the lake. Mm -hmm. And just a random fisherman guy saves her. He's like, whoa. (laughs) He's like, didn't expect to see you out here. She's like, what is going on? (laughs) And, like, the police take her home and everything. And then... (laughs) He's like, like, hey, do you need help? And she's like, no, I'm going home. And Uh, just, like, walks soaking wet. I'm assuming it's fall because it's, like, cold and rainy. At night, yeah. At night. We also skipped one. There was another walking scene where she woke up on Fear Street Lake. Yes. We just, just I fr- standing on the edge, yeah. We forgot to mention that. I don't know why I forgot to write it down. But it's not really that important. But it's just like, there is one more dream before this one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she's walking to the lake. That's where she's going. Yeah, obviously. Um, And then she's like, oh, you have... She, her mom's like, you have an appointment with the psychiatrist tomorrow. You're going. And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> And then Mariah heads to the hospital, and this is the 17 and 18 are so long for no reason. She keeps going on and on describing the hospital. Oh, the different, like, like elevator ride and the floors. Walking floors. And, and, and then she sees Neckman guy. 
and chases her again. Yeah, he fucking chases after her again in the hospital. Like with his cane, chasing her. And then like nurses have to restrain him. And then when she tells the doctor, the doctor looks out there and he's gone. And and she's like, she's like, one of your mental patients got away. He's like, I don't have a n- mental patient by that name, but okay. And then she tells him everything. And the doc, honestly, I thought the doctor was in on it at this point because he starts getting really weird. I've never had a psychiatrist, but like towards the end of the meetings, do they just start getting you out of there? Uh, yeah, because they, um, you pay for a certain allotment of time and then they had like, they have to take their next, next patient. Because that's what he does, and he's like, I'm pretty sure you're repressing some trauma, and this is all the time we have for I want you to come back next week. And I'm like, doctor, next week? Doctor, next week? That's too far. Tomorrow. She should be back tomorrow. In fact, you should probably cancel your other appointments to help this girl, because, like, she just walked into a lake. Like, how mad would you be if someone told our daughter that? I would be pissed. <laughs> I'd be in jail. I'd go beat up the doctor, I guess. <laughs> and um, she's like, repressed trauma, huh? I don't think so. She's like, she's like, how repressed trauma when not remember trauma? <laughs> I'm like, sweetie, that's how it works. <laughs> and then he gives her sleeping pills, which do fix the sleepwalking issue. Yes. She doesn't sleepwalk anymore because the pills are... Knocking her unconscious, like, to the point where she can't, you know... Like, immobilized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she Then she's like, I need to go to the lake and investigate. And then she... Which she invites Walker to, but he says he has to babysit. Yep. And then she gets all the way to the dock, but then hears footsteps. Uh, and guess who? It's fucking Link, dude. Link. I am convinced that Link is following her at, at this yes. point. And he tries to kiss her, and it's like weird, and it's rapey, and I hated it. Yeah, he like won't let go of her, and she's like, "Leave me alone." And then she punches him in the ear, <laughs> and I was like, "Yes." And he's still like, "I love you," and I'm like, "Okay, if you get punched in the ear and you're not mad, whoa." <laughs> and then she like jumps in the lake to escape this man, the lake she just drowned in. That's how much she's scared of him. She jumps in the lake she just almost drowned in. Yeah. And then, and then, like, she's like, <gasps> she starts getting flashbacks. I remember. She's and like, you, I remember the repressed memory all of a sudden. And do, do you want to talk about the repressed memory? So in the repressed memory, it's her first date with Walker. And they go to the mall and hang out and they're leaving. And he's like, he's like, hey, we should take one of these cars and like go for a joyride. And she's like, you want to steal a car on our first date? And he's like, yeah. She's borrowing. And then she's like, no. He's like, that's fine. We'll just take my mom's car. And like jumps into a red, old red car. And he's like, yep, here we go. And she's like, she's like, oh, this is your mom's car? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, then why did you have to move the seat when you got in the car if you drove it here? And he's like, ha ha. Caught me. Caught me. Let's do donuts and then drive recklessly and all over the place. Speeding through red lights and then they're going to make out point. Yes. And they crash into a yellow car and it knocks it off a cliff into the lake. Yeah. And 
she wa- then she like runs to the thing. She's like, "We gotta save. We gotta help them, Walker." And like a big, a big guy comes up and is like yelling for help, and he gr- like drags her back to the car and yeah. And, drives and she's away. like, she's like, "Oh, he's he's like, no, nah, they're dead. Like they're fully dead in the water." And she's like, "No, like like that one is alive." She's like, "He's like he's like nope. There was only one person in the car. Let's go." <laughs> and then that's all she remembers. And, uh, well, I think she remembers more, but it's all she tells us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she repressed all of this, and she said she needs to confront Walker. And then she asks him to meet him on the lake tomorrow evening. And she, like, frames it like a sexy date or whatever. Yeah. And then he, like, talks to her on the lake, and he's, like, being, like... All of a sudden, he has, like, this confidence now, and he's, like, trying to, like, kiss her. Yeah. And I'm like, this is... So, like, not only is he dating Suki... Is he's now trying to fuck around with this girl now? Yeah. And and then like she's like, "Can you try hypnotizing me?" Because he offered to hypnotize her or whatever earlier on. Yeah. And uh, she's like, "He's like, yeah, we can do that." And then she like pretends to get hypnotized by him. Mm-hmm. And he admits everything. He's like, "And you're also going to keep forgetting the uh, the lake car crash." And then she opens her eyes and she's like, ha ha, caught you. And then obviously he tries to, he grabs her and tries to drown her. Yeah, because he says, he says some crazy shit first though, that I was like, it was more crazy than the guy that actually murdered someone in the book before. Mm-hmm. Like the, not the book before, but the the surprise party one. Yes. Um, The guy that like actively murdered somebody, planned to murder someone. Mm-hmm. He was saying almost more crazy things than that guy did. He's like... Only one guy died. Um, he says he had to do it because she was going to call the police and it was just a stupid mistake. Just a stupid mistake. Only one guy died. He couldn't let her ruin his perfect magician life. <laughs> and this is where I say it's always the white boys. <laughs> always the fucking white boys. He says he is dating Suki now and everyone knows, but he's just pretending to be around her. He then begins to drown her. Yes. Like pretty fucked up. Yeah, he like grabs the back of her head, just tries to drown her. And he's like, he's like, I have to do this. You're you're gonna tell. And I'm like, what are you gonna do with this? Yeah, you're gonna tattle. Like you're gonna kill this girl, and then how are you gonna hide this body? I mean, she's sleepwalking. So, and then yeah. all of a sudden, Hazel the cat comes out of fucking nowhere and starts <laughs> clawing the shit out of Fucks his neck. This dude up, and she like just runs, and I'm like, there you go, smart decision. So then she runs into Mrs. Cutler's house and, like, calls the police. And Hazel's sitting on the kitchen floor. Yeah, Hazel's already in the house. And what? She's like, she's like, that's weird. She's like, how did the cat get up here so fast? It's never explained, Christiana. What was that? I don't know. The uh, The only cool thing happens and they don't explain it. Not even, not even, like, a cliffhanger at the end of, like, maybe in another one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then, um... A rock goes through the window. A rock goes through the window, and he, like, starts climbing in the window, like, just bleeding. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And he, she's, like, trying to, like... She's trying to gaslight him now. <laughs> to, yeah. like, be like, oh, I, let me fix you up. It's okay. I won't call. She's like, I won't call the police. She's like, you need to get close. And she's, like, trying to go for a knife that's in the kitchen. And he's like, you're not going to do anything with that, pussy. Pussy bitch. You're going to fucking do anything with that pussy cum bitch. He says that in the book. Does he? I wish he did. (laughs) 
these books would be so much better if like, the there's characters a couple could curses. cuss. There's yes. a couple. A little. There's bit. already like sex and murder. Like what? Yeah. What's the difference? At the 90s though, cussing was the bad thing. Mm. She like gets away from him again somehow. She like he's like strangling her at this point. Uh, and then Cal comes bursting through the door. Neck guy. Neck guy. His name's Cause Cal. Because she, she opens the door and he's just there. Yeah. And he just starts beating the shit out of Walker. Yeah. He's like, I heard everything you said. I was on a walk and I heard it all. He's like, the 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 guy who died was my brother. You killed Jerry. And I'm like, why Jerry? What? <laughs> He's like, my life's been so bad after Jerry died. And I'm like... He's like, I thought it was the girl the whole time and that's why I was mad at her. But it turns out it was you. And he's like, I tried to, I tried to kill her with my truck and I can't believe I did that. And I said... I tried to kill this girl with <laughs> with my truck. Also, wrong girl. Oops. Oops. And that never gets solved. <laughs> gets away again. <laughs> and then it's one week later. Because the cops show up and everything. Um, and the cops don't draw their pistols, which is super inaccurate. They, she did say that they had their hands hovering over their guns. Yeah. But they're like, can everybody just explain to me what's going on as, like, Cal is strangling a teenage child <laughs> on the floor and, like, everybody's bleeding? I wish cops handled things like that. <laughs> they don't. I mean, I feel like in this situation, I mean, they probably would have shot the wrong dude. But either way. I'm just saying, but I, I said that's how you should. Yeah. You shouldn't just shoot in that situation. You should. They did the right thing. I just, I just wish. Yeah. It, it honestly took me a little out of it because that's not even in the nineties. They didn't do that. So like, I don't know. Um, but the Fear Street cop, the fear in this book, the cops on Fear Street, they're dumb, but they're not. They're not bad guys. Yeah. They're actually trying to help. Yes. They're just they fall on. It's kind of like how I do cops on Grim Encounters. Like they're not bad people. They're just fucking idiots. Yeah. Which I guess is a horror trope now. That I think about it, so that's fine. I just, I was just like, you really, <laughs> you, they did, they put their hands on the guns. I mean, they would fully draw their weapons. They, sh- they should have. <laughs> um, um, but then it's a week later and guess who she's back with? She's back with Link. Ugh, blah, blah, gross boo. <laughs> he also <laughs> sucks. This woman can't get away from dangerous white men. He just, and she's like, she's like, I guess it's all my fault. And he's like, yep. Yeah, he doesn't even he doesn't even apologize about any of his actions. Nope. She's like, I guess I'm just stupid and shouldn't have broken up with you and make horrible decisions and I should just stay with you. And he's like, Absolutely. <sighs> that was the only reason this book didn't get a ten out of ten, probably. And then she's talking about witchcraft with Stephanie and Link, and they're like Oh yeah, our aunt. She's like, she's like been a professor of the, of occult. the occult. She's like for years. She just retired, and she's like, yeah, we all kind of just like dabble in witchcraft. It would have made more sense if he's just like, oh yeah, she's like a practicing witch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's her like spirituality. Because mm-hmm. I don't. I've met professors, and they don't like, <laughs> like if they're like a professor of history, they don't go home and like. Stare at the globe. Yeah, like. I mean, I, I do appreciate the little explanation at least, because it does explain her fucking, fucking 
200 books of a cult yeah and half of them were on sleepwalking and he's like he's like oh yeah by the way she specializes in sleepwalking and has written like 20 books on sleepwalking and because she's like well she told me she didn't i think she was kidding i think when when she asked when she brought up sleepwalking to mrs cutler so no mrs cutler said she said do you know anything about sleepwalking and she said yes i do it's mysterious very mysterious and then she's like i'm tired i'm gonna go take a nap she didn't say she didn't know shit about sleepwalking. <laughs> she just said, huh, strange. She's like, but I'm tired. I want to go lay down. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe she lied to me. And I'm like, she didn't lie to you. She did not lie to you. <laughs> she, she just didn't. You didn't ask the right <laughs> way, apparently. Well, she didn't ask a follow-up question because, like, she specializes in it. So she probably doesn't want to be annoying, right? Because if you know a lot about something... It's like, I can't just tell you if we're talking about Halo, we're not, I'm not going to do it, but I can't just tell you one Halo fact, right? Right. I got to tell you the Halo oh. fact and then the Halo facts all around it. Uh-huh. It's just, I specialize, I'm a professor of Halo. <laughs> you have your Halo PhD. Uh, like one of the last lines, she's like, hmm, I still wonder how the cat managed to get all the way back to the house. I guess we'll never know. That's just Fear Street. And I'm like, all right, lose another points time. <laughs> Uh, I like this one. This was the best one we've read. Um, besides that last chapter, it was like, if they just didn't, honestly, if it would have ended with them getting arrested, I would have liked the book more. Yeah. Because there's no reason she should go back with Link did not help at all in this situation. No. It'd be different maybe if he saved her at the end. Maybe. I'd get it. Maybe. Fucker wasn't even there when he should, like. <laughs> I mean, you stalked her every other time. Um... <laughs> it got it gets an eight out of ten. It would have been a ten out of ten if there was if the cat was actually explaining it wasn't him just being a little bitch and Link and not Link uh him her being with Link at the end. Yeah, I think I also give it an eight out of ten because I I think he describes clothes like way too much and it's to like to the point where it draws me out of the story because he's describing their clothes in so much detail like. The only, like, physical features he gave Donna is that she's short. And has an annoying laugh. And has an annoying laugh. What does she look like? Oh, but, like, you want to describe her neon shorts and her and her matching... Short shorts. Sh- yeah, neon short shorts and a matching crop top that she wore twice in this book. Because I, I describe clothes on Grim Encounters. But I like also describe. I feel like I also describe other stuff about the like characters. their features and I don't know more stuff about them. I do feel like clothes are important to like kind of gauge like a character's personality, but not to the extent that he does it. Um, and also another point taken off because there was no good love interest. I I. I didn't like either of the love interests. I liked Walker more than I liked Link. I really, I hated Walker. I hated Link way more though. From the start. I know, but like I hated both of them. I hated Walker more. I know how. Uh, He just seemed really greasy and self-absorbed. Link also was self-absorbed. But but he was hot, so it was okay. I guess. Wow, you're superficial. Am I? (laughs) 
I feel pretty superficial. And you're like looking at me a walking fucking custard bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not just custard. You're my creme brulee. <laughs> we need to thank our patrons. Oh, thank you. Let's pull up the list. Patron number one. Kai. Patron number two. Nat. Patron number three. Nacho. Thanks so much for donating. <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And um, I hope you like sleepy time reading and forgets. It is so late. Do you have something to say to them that's nice? I'm hungry. And if, I, if y'all were here, I'd split a BLT with all of you. That's wow. That's very nice of you. I think they should keep following their dreams and being a strong person. Oh, so you have to show me up? Honey, I always show you up. Except if it comes to being beautiful. Well, I think all of our patrons should run for president. Because I, I think they would win. I love our ch- children. I mean, patrons way more than you. <laughs> I love our dear readers. I would cut off a toe for for you guys if you wanted. I would give you both of my kidneys and then die. <laughs> just to eat. You can just eat them. <laughs> <laughs> They're full of piss, but you can just eat them. Piss. I don't know, Derek. Just piss and kidneys. <laughs> piss is stored in the kidneys. <laughs> Does piss go through kidneys? They go through kidneys, right? I they get filtered out through kidneys. That's what the kidneys do. Besides being little guys, they filter out your piss. So you get, like, kidney stones in your pee-pee. <laughs> you want to follow us on Twitter, at Reading Isn't For Kids? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Sp- and, Sp- and or Spotify. Do both, please. <laughs> if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read them out. And we'll talk about how great you are. We would do that for Spotify, but they don't let you. But please do both because the more reviews we get, the more five star reviews we get, the more people we get listening, and the more stuff we can bring you guys. Hell yeah. And if you want to join our Discord, uh, you, you can join the $2.50 tier on our Patreon and you'll get partial access. Mm-hmm. That will also give you access to a few text posts on the Patreon and we'll give you access to Wesley's movie nights that we do about every other month or so. Yeah. And the the movie nights are voted on by the patrons on the Discord. So you will also be able to, to vote on that, I guess, too. True. Um, and then if you join the $5 tier, you get access to um, ad-free episodes, a special extra secret podcast called Ask Anna and Austin, where we, like, we read questions and we answer them from either patrons or we usually pick a lot from Reddit just because it's just a nightmare site. We can find tons of stuff. Oh, yeah. And we give our unwarranted opinions on them. <laughs> they range from relationships to children to D&D um, to someone stealing someone's truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on top of that, you also get access on our Discord uh, to we'll have a live Q&As eventually. You'll get access to those. And I've been doing um, some, like, gaming streams on there and the other cast members can also stream but it's probably just going to be me uh you're welcome to watch those if you like video games 
If you teach me how to stream, I'll do a stream sometime. You probably have to use my PC, but... Yeah. It's like you play a game, but the game's streamed. I know how to fucking do... I mean, like, set can it I, up if mechanically. I te- if I teach you... Can, can I teach you, like, how people teach people how to golf? It's I like a gamer boy dream. Means. You know, like, when people are, like, showing people how to putt, and they, like, stand behind them and putt for like, help them putt? <laughs> You've never seen that? No. You're uncultured. Ghost? Yeah, like ghost, yeah. Exactly like ghost. We'd be all wet with fucking potter, pottery wheel shit, too. <laughs> pottery wheel shit. I've never seen that movie. Clay. I've just seen her fuck the ghost in that scene. Clay? <laughs> Clay Aiken? Clay Aiken? <laughs> Clay Aiken? Matt Damon? <laughs> Why Matt Damon? <laughs> what? I don't get it. He's just on my mind. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm going to read you a joke from 99 and a half creepy crawly jokes, riddles, and nonsense. Written and illustrated by Holly Kowit. Kowit. This one is in the section, in the section bugs and kisses. Ooh, I love bugs. Uh, why did the termite put on pajamas? Because he was going to bed. He was going to a lumber party. Do you get it? Because, like, a lumber party, like, termites eat lumber. I love stealing. I love taking things. But do you understand the joke? I wish people would go watch the new Twisted Metal show. Are we going to keep whining about Twisted Metal? Yes.